So welcome to our very first episode of Unpack the Nuance, where this whole podcast is intentional to be a little guinea pig pilot project, I like to say, to help explore what I feel about podcasting and if I want to go down the route of content creation. This is really meant to be a space where it's a conversation about things you go through in your 20-somethings life and particularly in my life as a post-grad. So you're going to be on this journey with me. I guess I guess start with the first question is how did this podcast came about? Why did I even think to do this? Because a year ago, me would been like, you're crazy. <laughs> I think for me, as I recently graduated about a year ago, and I hear it throughout my college life. I was like, oh, wait till you graduate. It's going to be a shit storm. You're going to be so depressed. I was like, listen, I know myself, okay? And I genuinely do. Even now, I objectively say I do know myself very well at that time when I graduated. And even then, the shit hit the fucking fan. <laughs> I was not ready. And I was just very lost. There's just so many things to process. Just the, the scale of how many things are changing in your life. And I realized when I'm trying to look for guidance and advice in the digital world, there is nobody there to give you specific advice. It is like older people that are typically white being like, okay, listen, here's my metaphorical beard. Here's my advice about marriage, life, kids, parenting, career. And I have to like pluck things, which are helpful. They are, they did help me grow, but also who's speaking to me and they're in their twenties, post-grad lost and trying to figure things out. No one's catering to us that are people like us talking with us. So this is kind of my Florida project to kind of tap into that and give a platform to people of our demographic. What about you, Val? Yeah, you reached out to me with this crazy idea of like starting a podcast. And I was like, well, this sounds like fun for a few reasons. Uh, I mean, I love doing anything that like requires creativity right um whether that's like in the theater arts or uh like the content creation route so i was like okay yeah i'm down for this but also like the content itself seemed like something that really spoke to me because i think part of the reason you and i get along so well is that we're both like very introspective people and we're very committed to like our self-growth so uh that was like something that just immediately caught my interest because I love having these conversations with you I mean like I hate to be that person but I'm a Sagittarius okay like philosophical conversations just like give me life quite literally so I was like yeah sure like let's do this and I also feel like I learn a lot from you every time we lead these conversations um and right now I mean I just graduated this past June so I'm in a place where like I kind of like where you were a year ago, I'm at right now, you know, and it's scary. And I feel like now more than ever, I need to be having these conversations to really get an idea of like, where am I going now? You know, that's real. Like, by the way, you helped inspire me on what before I even like formally pitched it to you hard. I was already like informally considered like, who who work with me on this thing? Like, Hmm, that Val seems to be the one. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't think about it. And it took like literally four months of grinding it out for me to be like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I need to really try this and kill the what if question. And you amazingly hop on board. I did not think you're going to say yes. But I was like, fuck it. Let me just, 
<laughs> let me just go just to, just to even ask just to put my foot out the door no absolutely i mean dude like i especially with like covid and just being so isolated from everyone like i am yearning <laughs> for like connection like this you know i am like yearning to have these conversations and like be with people who share my mindset you know and like something about you is that like no matter how low you are like you always pick yourself back up you know and I don't think everybody can say that and that's not a judgment that's just like my observation and I feel like right now where I'm at like compounded by COVID and like social distancing and like my job and everything like more than ever I need to be surrounded by people who are going to motivate me to pick myself back up right now and help improve myself which is kind of like the whole point of this podcast so yeah it gives us an excuse to talk deep shit as we always are we both we're both intense people <laughs> to talk. <laughs> but that's why we click it's like I, I admire you for always having like a growth-based mindset you know Thank and you. I, I've learned people like I need people to always be genuinely wanting to put in the work and the action to want to get better because you know a lot of people will be like oh my god like this is the year we're gonna get better i'm like are you still on the couch right now still eating chips all day and like not moving for the last eight hours what what did you mean like what i you know yeah i'm so glad you said yes to this because it's like the perfect person to experiment all this shit with and i think it works that you we both have very similar backgrounds in terms of like work and college and like org things we've done but also pretty different enough where we have two different strengths and minds coming together for this overlapping yeah hi many that's beautiful you know but i'm curious for you is what drew you to spirituality and like interest in self-improvement all this kind of stuff in the first place well, I've always been a very spiritual person. It's just looked different throughout my life. And when I hit college, uh, I was kind of faced with a lot of uh, trials and tribulations that really forced me to come face to face with myself and uh, find faith in different places. And immediately that kind of uh, became like the occult, you know, and things like that. But it also kind of became like a very like uh, spiritual, like historical type of spirituality where like I looked to my past and like my ancestors past and like my family's past and I was like okay how can this explain who I am where I am and the person that I can become and like you know because all the spirituality really is, is like searching for answers in different ways right like all these different religions it's like people trying to seek an explanation for things and answers for what's to come like trying to achieve this highest point of enlightenment all these different ways yes to get to the same end point absolutely and I think like when when things get hard, like we search for that because that's hope, you know? And so when things got hard for me, I started searching for that. And yeah, and that's kind of how I got to where I am now. And I just realized that like the greatest spirituality and like, you know, uh, belief system I'll ever have is, you know, believing in myself and working on myself because everything that I need to be the best version of myself already exists in me. I just need to find it. So that's kind of like how I got here, that with like therapy and, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think you, what I'm hearing is like, you definitely were very analytical and trying to answer the why question. Like, why is my world like this? Why am I feeling like this? Why am I losing hope kind of energy? 
And I think that was definitely very similar to my background. I feel like I, I, I had a mother who was emotionally underdeveloped when I was growing up with her. And I think she projected a lot of her trauma onto me and none of like a lot of it wasn't rational to me and I'm confused like why are you doing this but like acting this way but you say this is a good thing but then all next next day they say this is a bad thing and I'm like what the fuck is happening ah! you know so little Bo Peep me I think was just trying to find footing of truth and I think of making sense of her and me and the environment I was in um and I tell people this I'm like I would literally google like why is my mom angry about this signs of feeling anxious signs of da, 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 da. like <laughs> that bitch be like leaky how <laughs> and as lame as that sounds it's like those were literally things that helped me build emotional intelligence and self-awareness about like what i'm feeling what's going on in my environment answering that why question helped me cope with my reality because i at least understood the why and that at least was for me was a sense of control of like okay, I can't, I can't figure this woman out. I can't figure this freaking situation out. Very least, hell, I don't know what the fuck I'm feeling right now. <laughs> I, it definitely helped build the, the skeleton to know how to deal with life unintentionally, you know. I think I just naturally somehow leaned towards always wanting to understand and wanting to analyze the situation, wanting to understand the why that have built this kind of essence in me that carried into my adulthood about like the type of work I do I know I naturally lean towards trying to understand people trying to understand the situation trying to understand society da, 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 da. why I'm so into deep talks and stuff like that and I think what definitely catalyzed that again corny I don't know how I was an all child okay but like that that literally helped was the template of a lot of like philosophical spiritual based enlightenment that carried me into adulthood um and very weird random past but those some real shit right there <laughs> you know and i think that's definitely what allowed me to be very very naturally gravitated towards understanding more deeply what is spirituality means what is self-improvement awareness yeah it's actually interesting that you um bring up how you had different mediums like journaling and dancing and stuff to help you because it was actually when I got to college that I realized how much acting really like played an important role in me trying to search for that why and and why I do what I do I reflected on like my growing up and like my you know relationship with my mom and you know our difficulties that are similar to yours with your mom and I really kind of started to feel a lot of compassion for her because I was like, damn, you know, like she acts this way because she hasn't healed herself. I realized that, you know, people are doing the best that they can with where they're at. Does, is that an excuse uh, to forgive people who do wrong towards you? Absolutely not. You know what's funny is something that I'm working on within myself that I'm not very good at. I'm not a forgiving person. I hold grudges like a motherfucker, dude. Like I, and it's, dude, it's bad. Like, and this has caused like a lot of arguments in my family because I don't forgive. Like, I'm just, if you did me wrong and you act like you never did me wrong, why am I going to forgive you? Like the first step to forgiveness, I think is accountability. And, um, and that's why I think people like who tell like survivors of, of any sort of like interpersonal violence or trauma, you know, um, 
oh, you know, you, you, you have to forgive to heal. I don't necessarily think that's true because moving on is one thing, but giving a person your forgiveness is another. Mm. Like, I think you're saying you don't agree with forgiveness is contingent on healing. Like you need to know that healing, healing is contingent on forgiveness that you need to forgive before you can heal from anything. Disagree with that. Because to me, forgiveness isn't about excusing or justifying what happened. It's a very, it's a relationship with yourself versus a relationship with that person. It's the choice of what you decide your experience internally is about the situation to make peace with it or to keep the negative things in you. That for me in college was like, woo, with my mother, like vomiting, frustration, anger, negativity about her because that was my experience with her we went through a period of therapy and that entire process was pretty much my sister and I being open to learning and changing and like acknowledging our wrongings in our like childhood dynamics and my mom every single step of the way was like denying or being defensive or being stubborn and it was like such a hit in my face of like wow I've dreamed about therapy my entire life but never had the money for it and here we are in the position where we can actually have therapy that I thought was going to create a solution towards our family. And yet my mom is still exactly the same fucking way. So okay, wow. So literally nothing will change her. Literally nothing. I have everything I've dreamed for at the end. And having to process that, I was like, how the fuck can I deal with my mother now? Because she will never change. Everything I ever want and hope for her, she's always going to be at this like emotional state and, and, and level when I want her to be so much more and I'm already surpassed her in a certain way in emotional intelligence and self-awareness and my mom would not rise to that how do I coexist with this woman I had to create my distance with her to allow myself to make my decisions about how I want to view her versus her shoving her energy onto me and me being reactive about how I feel to her and I think that allowed me to see her more as a person you didn't know any better. You didn't have a certain kind of education, upbringing, environment. Like forgiveness to me is really about the most like deepest point of acceptance of somebody. And I had to think, am I going to alienate this, my mother for my life for the rest of my life? Or if I'm going to involve her somewhat on some level in my life and what level is that going to be? And that's almost representative of how much I accept this person and how much I'm forgiving all the wrong she's done to me in my childhood. And even, present day honestly <laughs> um which is a process it is like a whole life work and when you forgive someone it's really it's releasing the trauma in you and the anger in you and the fear in you and and the resentment all those little inner child shit that like pent up for fucking years into adulthood to release that so that whenever she does do Things. It's not the question of, is she ever going to stop? It's more of, how am I going to respond to the situations when she's still going to keep doing it? My mom's exactly the same way, but I actually wasn't even talking about her. I feel like the way that you feel, the way that, the type of way that my mom hurt me, I think I kind of ag agree with you in that sense. I also think we have different ideas of what forgiveness is. Mm. Um, how do you define forgiveness then? Well like how I said it, right? Like you're, you have to forgive the person, like, cause people have told me that you have to forgive the person who hurt you to heal 
from any sort of trauma. And I think especially for survivors of like a sexual assault, I, I think that's just something that like is absolutely not true. So in like the context of like my mom, uh, I do agree with you and like the way that you've handled like, you know, your um, situation, complicated relationship with your mom, right. because that's kind of how I'm handling my situation with mine. You know, like I said earlier, like college, I really, I stopped talking to her and it was because I was giving myself that distance that you gave yourself with your mom because I was in therapy for uh, three years of college, you know? And most of my therapy was like unpacking my relationship with my mom because in everything that happened that, you know, traumatized me, like since my childhood, it was all on that foundation of like that rocky childhood because my mom and I were just like such opposing forces, just like ready to like fight all the time. And she's like not emotionally intelligent. And my mom has a lot of trauma, like a lot of trauma. And when I was able to like go to college and like be in therapy and like, it was funny because like, my therapist didn't even have to like tell me this. I just kind of organically started to see my mom as more of a person and like kind of like psychoanalyze her behavior when I was a kid. And I was like, you know, she did this because it was like a trauma response, you know? And like, yeah, it fucking hurt me. And it hurts that like she denies it. But like, I also have to have some sort of like compassion for her. Because there are things that I've done that have been, like, mean or wrong that were also from a place of, like, acting from trauma, you know? Mm-hmm, same. And, like, if I can extend forgiveness towards myself for, like, what I did wrong to people that I feel a lot of guilt about, why can't I forgive that to, like, uh, why can't I extend that forgiveness to my mom who, I'm sure she feels an inkling of guilt, mm-hmm. which, like, just that is, shows that, like, okay, I I should probably be nicer to her, you know? Um, and yeah, she's not going to change. I've, I've accepted it. Like, like she's not going to change. Like, she's going to be like this for the rest of her life. And that sucks. You know what? You know what sucks more is like mourning, mourning the idea of a mother that I never had. Woo, girl. That's- I, so many times, my early years of college. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And that's, and that's what hurts. Yeah. But when I, so forgiveness is very complicated for me and I think it's also um like this conversation is making me realize that you know forgiveness means different things to different people there's like situations like this where I think it's it's really actually enlightening that something that we kind of accept as like an objective truth is actually proven to be like a subjective you know thing that has a lot of different variables but the way forgiveness was taught to me is that you look at someone and you absolve them of all of their fault. Like everything that they did wrong to you, you're like, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I don't, I think that uh, that definition of forgiveness is what a lot of people like to use to define forgiveness, which to me is, is a misconception of what forgiveness truly means. That's how forgiveness was taught to me. I'm like trying to communicate with her. I'm like, you know, the way that you're doing this is actually very, very hurtful. And like, especially because you're my mom, it makes it like three times more hurtful she's goes on and on about forgiveness because she wants me to take away her guilt Mm, see and that's what i'm saying that's not forgiven to me that's a people projecting their agendas onto you and becomes a relationship about you and that physical person externally versus an internal relationship with yourself yeah and i think 
when I think about like forgiveness to move on, forgiveness to heal, I think about like, fuck, forgiving myself, giving myself that break, re absolving myself of that guilt. I didn't know that there were other options of things to say besides it's okay. It's okay that you treated me like that. It's okay that you stepped all over me and projected all of your trauma onto me. When people say like you have to forgive to heal and move on, they have that idea of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. They have that idea of like, you know, you need to, especially when it comes to abusers, it's always like, oh, but like he wouldn't do that or something like that, right? It's, it's always like that. Yeah. And I do not agree with that at all. You know, like I'm not going to forgive like my abuser but I do forgive myself for the way that I handled the situation for trying my best in a circumstance where nobody had my back. You know, I'm going to forgive myself for doing what I needed to do to fucking survive, you know? And so like, that is my forgiveness towards healing, not the type of forgiveness that people expect of me, which is to like, take all of the, the guilt off of the person who hurt me. I like your direction and the nuance you add about when abusers hurt you kind of situation. Cause that is, that is like a muddy water. Like where do you stand in those kind of situations? And I think I've created a clear sense of what that forgiveness can mean. I think my definition of forgiveness is like the highest point to reach. Cause I think that you're right. I agree with you where that forgiveness is not the only way. My point is saying forgiveness is contingent for the highest form of healing. So when let's say an abuser does hurt you, whatever situation, like those kind of situations, there are multiple ways to heal. Like there's you build community, you build support, you build, you know, self-love, self-forgiveness, learn to create more boundaries. Those things do help you heal and you, you learn how to be a productive person in society depending on your levels of trauma. But I think there's still a part of you that has anger and, and, and fear for it. And I'm coming from the place of, Everything, everything, everything that we feel comes down to the point of just love versus fear. And if you feel any kind of bitterness and anger towards a situation, no matter how intense and traumatic it is, it's still coming from a place of fear that's holding you back from reaching this even higher point of enlightenment. But granted, most of the society does not ever reach that point to even discuss that concept and that question and just like, which is fair. So it's hard for people that haven't reached that point of consciousness to even consider that thing because it's like what the fuck are you trying to say to me like i'm right to be angry i'm gonna be angry which is not always a bad thing it's like sometimes those angers do fuel you and they do help you progress whatever you need at that point in your life but after you finish that point of your life of like however anger helped you or resentment helped you or whatever it posters you up to a certain degree of your life and now you're just kind of plateaued in this higher point of life but you're kind of just stuck there here like how do i get how do i achieve even the next step of consciousness and the next step of enlightenment, that part up is, is that question of, okay, are you really to do the deep, deep, deep work about forgiving everything that's ever wronged you in your life? Because if your goal is to hit this constant state of presence, being present, being mindful and being at peace, then you need to get rid of everything you ever feel angry and resentful about. Not that you, sh you shouldn't feel it and you can't feel it, but if your desire is to hit that endpoint of alignment, whatever that means for you, then that is part of the process of unpacking all those things to get to this heal thing you're trying to achieve. But that to me is like this like five percentile, one percentile of the population type of work versus like majority of, if you're in the context of abusers, 90% of the situation of what's happening.
when these conversations are being had, I think about this a lot, right, of, of like forgiveness and what the hell is forgiveness. And something that my therapist, I'm, I'm not somebody who feels anger easily. There's like different responses you can have to things, right? It's like fight, flight, or fawn. Um, I've always fallen into like the fawning, which is, you know, just really trying to like, uh, like people please the person who's hurting you so that they stop hurting you. You know, um, I've never been a fighter. I've never really been somebody who like runs away. I've just been somebody who becomes like the biggest people pleaser ever. My therapist really had to help me accept that like anger is one of like the rawest forms of self-love. Because when you feel anger, it means that there is a part of you that knows that what's being done to you is wrong. Mm. Um, and that was something that was like really revolutionary to me because I thought of like all the times that I felt anger as a child, but didn't say anything because I was like, no, like I, I have to just stay in my place. Like I can't talk to people like that. Like, and how that really fucked up my self-esteem. Like I, I just wasn't a good advocate for myself. And then I think of like when the most like traumatic things happened to me, when I saw that like nobody was standing up for me, all of my anger began to fester. And I became like in that, kind of in that position where you're talking about, where you're like, well, now where do you go? You know, um, because I was like, I thought that I was like on this like train to enlightenment. And then I was just like, I'm so angry. Um, and I had to like deal with my anger in therapy. and and that's when like i kind of realized hey actually this anger is telling me something this anger is telling me that i'm worth more this anger is telling me that i deserve people around me who you know care about me enough to advocate for me the way that i always do for them like i love myself enough to know that what was done to me is wrong and like that just totally revolutionized my idea of like where my anger comes from i used to feel so much shame about anger Dude, like I used to feel so much shame about anger. And now every time I'm angry, I'm like, you know, I'm not as embarrassed about this as I used to be because I know that it's coming from a place of love, either love, love for myself, either love for myself or love for others. I I love others so much that when I see an injustice happening, I'm going to be fucking livid and I'm going to do something about it. You know, when I love myself enough that when somebody fucking trespasses my boundaries or when somebody betrays me or when somebody physically hurts me or verbally, you know, hurts me, I love myself enough that my anger is going to identify my worth. And it's going to be, it's going to remind me that I, I I don't have to tolerate this. That's super powerful. I think it's a very interesting way you frame that because it's, it's a way of self-love and I've, and I've realized in the past few years is to have that kind of balance where I'm still on the objective of making peace but I let you know very firmly and sternly and respectfully that was fucked up (laughs) you know and that takes a certain kind of space to be in to kind of master and like being stepping more into that zone these past few years was like I'm not shy about letting you know something's fucked up because that is my self-love that is my body like no I'm gonna let you know you fucking hurt me I'm gonna let you fucking know that was fucked up of you, <laughs> you know, but I'm not doing it to diss you or squash you or like revenge on you or some shit. It's like, I understand you coming. You, you didn't mean to, or I understand this is your flaws as a human being, whatever fuck, but I'm gonna let you know straight up. I don't approve of it. 
And I think that space for people where you have this concoction of expressed anger and peace is so daunting for people because people are not used to that. It's like, it, it's, it's, it's this weird foreign land that people don't know how to deal with. And I think that's the space I try to achieve and I've naturally kind of leaned my energy towards over the years where I'm like, okay, I don't want to be full, so peaceful where I have to friends are so peace driven that like, you let the whole world walk all over you. And yeah. I'm like, God, girl, like you're, you're, it's not about letting the person win. It's about you don't set boundaries when you don't articulate what you are angry about. So now they think you're not even angry. They think, they think it's okay. Or that if your anger is not about them, it's about just some random thing that happened on Tuesday and just, oh, they're upset for some reason today, you know? Or you're going too far off where, like, you're so angry where it's not conducive towards solution. It's just, like, conducive towards damage. You just want damage done versus healing done and, and solution done. You're on a path that's kind of projecting you toward inner peace. The journey is not linear. It's not like you reach a point of enlightenment and you stay there. It's no, that's not how humans work, right? Like we have these default, like this default programming instilled in us. The things that piss you off change, you know, like I, this is kind of recent. I don't feel like my ego is as hurt. Like my anger isn't as ego driven as it used to be. And the fact that I'm even able to say that is a lot of growth. Yeah. And I think that's also kind of like the whole point of the podcast, right? It's just like, she has to grow towards hopefully eventually being a bitch that does not care yeah. what anybody else thinks or has to say about me. Well, on that note, we are way over time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I got to say, this is an unexpectedly great talk that we went through conversation routes that we both don't even anticipate. We're like, we're going to run with it. Fuck it. And that is the joy of a guinea pig podcast. Um, no, but really, this was a super enlightening conversation. I think we touched on such deep shit that we weren't even expecting to. But like, that's just this is literally who we are. Okay, and it's also kind of like the nature of the podcast, right? Like, this is exactly what would have happened if we were up at two a.m. Literally, <laughs> talk about our late night bullshit chit chats to lead and that was not grammatically correct. Welcome, folks who are <laughs> rusty assholes at the shit. To lead end with that. What do you hope out of this podcast? I hope to grow into myself more and kind of find that enlightenment that I'm trying to put myself on a path towards. And I don't I know that that's something that's going to take my entire life, but I hope that doing this podcast and like reflecting on these things and uh just forcing myself to be in this mindset more will really just align me with that goal I have for myself more than I already am and I hope that in the process of you and I talking about these things mm -hmm. other people can either start their journeys toward you know becoming more enlightened self-aware people or like an intermediate level <laughs> you know they can level up yeah, so that's kind of my hope yeah I think for me same thing the bigger umbrella abstract sense to build enlightenment and self-clarity and build consciousness is always I think it's always my life goal I think in, t in terms of like tangible sense it's just answering for myself the why the, the what if question of do I want to do podcasts down the line 
is something I really want to do. I think I've always been curious in production work and like entertainment based things, but that's rooted in a very real shit versus this polished glam, glamified version of it and seeing if where that takes me. And I think also just hopefully this is the first step to unexpectedly building this community use this platform, whatever it turns into, to build a community of people that are like-minded and wanting to be insightful, wanting to have these deeper conversations and and sit in their vulnerable space. And there are 20-somethings, you know, that you get to hear from the people literally going through it right now in real time. We're still trying to figure it out. <laughs> we sound like we know our shit, but we're still figuring it out, even where we are. So Nobody has this shit figured out. You don't just wake up one morning and are like, that's it. I'm ascending. I've reached the peak. Okay. This is like the highest a human can elevate to. Like, that's just not how it fucking works. It's just less than the margin of error. That's what I learned. It's like, it don't matter how great a person you become and like how, how conscious you become, you're still so imperfect and flawed and you still have your inner child antics all the fucking time. It's just less. That's all. <sighs> Thank you for sharing this very podcast with me. We did it, folks. We did it. On that note, we're signing off and I have a lot to learn about how to edit this now. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.